Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 201. We've broken that 200 mark, the double centenary. Um, thank you for tuning in uh, to last week's one uh, with Siamese. Apologies for lack of introduction. Um, basically, my voice was gone and it's still pretty shaky now but um making my way through it using vocal zones um on a regular basis get through work and stuff like that as well but um all i want to say is thank you and please rate and review the shows really um i'm really appreciating everyone watching it i can see people downloading streaming all that kind of good stuff but please rate and review if you're enjoying the people that i'm listening that i'm speaking to um i should say and uh including today's guest which is Sky Sweetnam from the band Sumo Psycho. They've got a brand new album out on the 7th of May called Initiation. They've got some cracking singles out right now and she was an absolute delight to speak to. Um, we had a bit of like issues getting it together and stuff uh, initially. Timings got all messed up but we, we persevered. We got through it. We got the interview done and uh, I really enjoyed it and um, I'm really enjoying their album as well. So please check that out on the day of release. Check out their singles right now. You've got Vertigo go um bystander uh and there's another one which has escaped me brain wise oh my god but there's another one when you go check it out on the streaming services um but please buy the album they're 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 very diy but it is out on napalm records so please go do that uh but apart from that be well be safe i'll see you next week this is sumo psycho enjoy So I'd like to uh, welcome to my podcast today. I have Sky from the band Sumo Psycho. Welcome, Sky. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, how are you today? I'm pretty good. It's been a busy, busy time. I was up super, super late last night editing videos, so I'm probably running on a few hours sleep, but it's okay. okay. It's good. It's good <laughs> to keep busy. It keeps me distracted, so I'm not thinking about how crazy the world is yes <laughs> and i'm staying in my own little bubble <laughs> yes yeah no no that's important that's important it's uh good to have distractions um <laughs> so um i mean let's let's talk about the band you've got a new album due out um next week no two weeks when is it 7th of may so a couple of weeks don't scare me <laughs> <laughs> no, i think when this... still, I think, have 19 days of counting down the days 19, 19 days. days awesome awesome <laughs> um so by the time this comes out it's gonna be like seven days that's why i was like okay next week. okay sorry but, um, no 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 that's <laughs> all good now, it's guys. all good it was all good I like, it's it's got a nice time stamp on it right there um but yeah now you got a new album it's uh called initiation um yeah. and um if we take it back a little bit actually i mean you guys have been on sort of my radar for a while um in and out of uh the uk and i used to live in the usa and i think that's where i first heard of you um and then you collaborated with uh Skindred or benji yeah benji on a track yeah. move mountains um which was really cool and that 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 got me sort of playing you guys on my show playing you guys in the club nice. um stuff like that and then and then sort of now you've come out with these these three tracks which we'll talk about in a moment um but I went back obviously at that point and listened to some of your previous work and stuff, which is um which is uh really good. But this new new record is really shaping up to be something I mean, it just sounds so big. Um Thank you. Like you've you've made this awesome progression. Um, I mean, throughout your entire career, one random thing I found out literally hours ago that my kids may have heard you before <laughs> which you've probably talked about before on many shows yeah. um, but you were the voice of uh, or the singing voice of barbie in the barbie diaries um and i've got a house of girls and uh they have all those barbie dvds and i, I should have <laughs> fished it out um but no no that, i mean that's that's equally as awesome i mean i've had i've had disney alumni on before um with the uh imagination movers um which were on um disney junior for many years they were cool. like a, a rock band for kids um which was which was amazing and i've got you on here as well which is great <laughs> um but i mean you've probably talked about that a lot so we'll keep it with your with your current output which is sumo psycho um the tracks you've released so far you've got bystander no surrender and you've just released vertigo as well um yeah bystander absolutely fantastic track um 
Thank you. Tell, tell us a little bit about it. I mean, like, well, tell us about the album, really. It's, 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 like I said, it sounds like you've got this big sound now and you've really kind of evolved into um, what you are now, obviously. Um, <laughs> but I, I really think this is a great stepping stone because, like, um, obviously, I think recently you signed to Napalm as well a couple yeah. of months ago, which, again, is a fantastic label. They've got a whole host of bands that I absolutely adore on there. Um, a couple of new bands coming through. You got Tetrarch and stuff like that. They're about to release their new album, their first, their second album, in fact, but their new album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Great band. but how, how, like, you know, tell us about Bystander. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bystander was written, uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it kind of had those feelings of feeling helpless and stuck and just viewing the world through a screen and feeling like I almost wanted to just jump out the window at some point, <laughs> uh, which I kind of, made happen in our, our music video. Uh-huh. Um, but Bystander, I feel, is a really good uh, song to capture a lot of the different elements that Sumo Cycle likes to bring to the table, which yeah. is, you know, from the raw aggression to super, super catchy kind of hooks to, you know, a little bit of the punk side of Sumo Psycho, a little electronic vibe. So there's lots of those kind of uh, different elements all stuck into one song, which is a good kind of intro to some people who may have not heard of Sumo Psycho before. Mm. And yeah, I'm really proud of that track. I loved, I loved uh, working on it in the video. But when you talk about this, the record sounding big, it's not by accident. Uh, Matt Drake, who is the guitarist and uh, co-writer of the record, he's produced all of our material up to this point. And really, I feel like the last few years uh since we've been working on this album he's just really taken his mixing and his mass uh, engineering skills yeah. like into a new stratosphere level um and that was also pushed by the fact that we also worked with a, another producer on this record too who really kind of pushed us to make sure that our mixes lived up to where his were as well yeah so it's we've definitely i think over the last few years since the last record pushed ourselves as writers, as musicians, as performers. And I think it comes across in the new recordings. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, listening, like I said, listening to your previous work and things like that, 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 that has like, that has evolved into it. it, I mean, it sounds, it sounds great. Um, It's, it's tracks that when we were kind of like, or when we are open again, um, (laughs) I will be playing in nightclubs um, because I DJ a lot of rock clubs and stuff around the, in the sort of UK area. And, um, yeah and i've been playing it on radio show i've been playing it on my live stream stuff like that so it's been getting nice. a lot of love Thank from you. that's all right it's been getting a lot of love from me on this side um and then you released no surrender um and again oh, fantastic You've, these three tracks are i'm just gonna say it now they are great uh, <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um but tell us <laughs> a we bit, like to hear yeah tell us a bit about no surrender so no surrender is another one written in quarantine and that one uh came about uh with just Matt just pulled it out with like a killer instrumental. And I think he nailed that one. It was one of the instrumentals on this record that I really didn't have much to say about. Normally I'm like, no, change this part, change that part. But it was just like that driving like verse right into the kind of big chords in the chorus. And I remember I was on a road, I was driving back from up north um, in cottage country up north where all the lakes are. And I was hanging out by a lake for a few days, getting all vibed out and was driving home and it was a few hour drive. And I literally just wrote that song on that drive. So I just kept rehearsing and singing the lyrics and just perfecting them as I I was driving home. And by the time I got home and pulled into the driveway, I was like, Matt, I got, I got it all. We're, we're going to record this song. And it just really felt like it all came together. And it's funny. I actually had a ring that I bought that had the words no surrender on it. Mm. And I kind of put it sometimes on my ring finger to remind me that I'm married to the music more than <laughs> anything else. And I was looking down at that no surrender ring because sometimes it remi- it was reminding me through quarantine that I have to, you know, not get discouraged yeah. about the situation in the world and keep believing in our dreams and what we wanted to achieve. And, uh, and that's what was kind of sitting in my head while I was driving home was, you know, I can't let all the doom and gloom get me. I have to still, you know, push through and not let it consume me and make me feel depressed about the world and about my life and all that stuff. And just, you know, keep going, live with no surrender, uh, be true to what your dreams are and don't let like all that stuff like mess with me. So that's kind of what I kind of 
broke no surrender about. yeah no i mean it's i think this is why i've like kind of gravitated to it because this whole like obviously when we talked the, the covid situation around the world um mm-hmm. has has really played with everyone's minds and stuff and i've always been looking for that kind of that positive side of things and i'm trying to talk to people positively about these things like i've had i've had like sort of projects that have kind of gone to the side of like backing various sort of like you know trying to advertise a festival or something like that that unfortunately now isn't happening mm. um but yeah. obviously talking to musicians like yourself across this this past year has been um a real eye, eye opener like for for me and obviously you know a lot of the a lot of bands have kind of um adapted um they've kind of uh adapted mid-flight i think the term is and um it's 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 trying to um like trying to see the positive side out of it now like we've come into this year i'm a bit more like a bit more positive about it um because i've i'm halfway vaccinated now which is great um so soon thank you um (laughs) soon hopefully i'll be fully vaccinated or at least the second jab anyway um Mm-hmm. and 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 sort of looking forward to the summer and and actually you know seeing along with other things live music um and uh, but this time i've kind of i've span it to be more a positive in the way of actually listening to bands that i get sent because there's some bands that unfortunately i don't get time to listen to which sucks i hate doing that i used mm-hmm. to be a musician and i'd hate to know that that my stuff just mm-hmm. got passed over and and like with this sort of like time out that we've had I've had a lot of time whenever I've got like these emails come through from press agents or from the bands themselves, I've actually had a chance to sit down and listen. Um, That's great. Which is, which is fantastic. I mean, my, like I've not, I've not suffered like for work or anything during this time. Uh, My work have paid me to be at home. (laughs) So I was like, I'm, I'm not in any sort of like, you know, sorry position or anything like that and and um and like just with your music it is so positive and 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 bouncy i think the word is and 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 just so like the, like with the production again it just sounds so big and and it's sounding great when i'm mixing it as well so like with, cool. my, with my show i mix with other tracks i make a sort of club mix of rock songs and because you've got that electronic element in there it's it's really made it um a pleasure to do so because there's somewhere uh, where bands don't play to a click which is fine uh yeah. <laughs> when it comes to DJing, <laughs> that's gonna be hard to mix <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit but um no i mean i'm lo- loving your music and and you've just released um vertigo as well that came out a lot well about a week ago um as we we're recording this mm-hmm. um yeah just t- tell us about that track um because the video is absolutely fantastic i love the video Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the track came about uh, with this producer named Kane Churko. He uh, has an awesome studio called the Hideout Recording Studios down in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were lucky enough to work with him in August of 2019. So we went, Matt and I flew down there and had two weeks of partying on the strip in Vegas and writing songs all day. And it was just like a total vibey, awesome experience. Kane mm-hmm. was Super cool, super talented guy. A lot of people may know his music. He's produced bands like Papa Roach and In This Moment, Five Bigger Death Punch, and tons more. Um, but uh, he definitely, I think, was came at the right time for us. Um, we were kind of feeling like we needed something to kind of like push the record a little further than we've taken it before. And we were looking for collaborators and most of the time, Matt and I do everything ourselves in our home studio, very kind of like wake up, you know, tired in our underwear, just like working, very kind of like, oh, let's take a break here, get inspired, go for a walk. It's very, you know, a lot of people picture like the studio experience is like, you know, this intense experience yeah. where you're in this beautiful facility. Well, most of the time yeah. for me, it's like <laughs> in my living room on a laptop. So having that kind of experience, um, to go back into like a beautiful studio and and feel that awesome vibe being in a new place like yeah. Vegas really kind of got us going and Kane is super talented and I think that was almost like a springboard for us to push ourselves for the rest of the record because he had made us kind of um you know have to match his his sonic sound of that big kind of production so we were like okay we got to bring it up to Kane's level and yeah, and it was it was so cool working with them. It was a super fun time. We did another song that's on the record called Overdrive as well. Mm-hmm. So that has a similar vibe. And Kane does have a sound that 
leans a little bit more like industrial in the way that he approaches yeah. like the production. And I think uh, you can hear that as well as really being able to like thread the needle with also those pop kind of hooks in between mm. all of that like aggressive sounds. So he's done a really good job uh, with it. We're super stoked on the song and the video is man that was a lot of work but it was a labor of love uh, <laughs> i've been working on that concept since last summer oh, wow. and we even record uh i even filmed some of the elements for that video like last september so i've been working on this video on and off for a long time and i'm so glad it all came together matt killed it with the set design mm. uh it was all done in, in quarantine so it was literally a crew of myself matt the two band members and one other person yeah. uh, francesca who helps us a lot in a lot of our endeavors so uh, it was a lot to get done uh, with our small crew but we we figured it out <laughs> yeah no i mean it's a fantastic video i mean all your videos have been great and and knowing that you kind of work on it like on that aspect yourself as well as the sort of like music production side um that's amazing you've kind of kept it self-contained if you will so you can actually follow your vision through you know and yes, and, and you've obviously exactly. pulled in like you've pulled in Kane for for additional inspiration and things like that uh because obviously you learn from that experience like he has his his way of doing things and you, you you sort of pick up the bits that work for you um and that's the great thing with like collaborating with other producers and whatnot and along the lines you can kind of pick up those those hints and tips that can, <laughs> that can help yeah. you in the long run or you can have a really bad experience with them i've 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 had both ways and mm -hmm. and you know but it, at the end of the day it's just kind of like it's 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 great to see a band like yourself like doing everything kind of like diy to a certain degree um it, it's, totally it's, it's 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 you don't i mean you do see it quite a lot these days in as much as like it's usually the sort of same kind of music that comes out of it being the punk or the sort of like thrash or things like that and a lot of bands are very diy keep it in you know uh releasing seven inches all that kind of stuff and and but like seeing a band like yourself with the sort of like the sound that you have where you have that kind of rock element the pop element the industrial element um and 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 you've got the visual side of it down as well which is thank you amazing it's a huge yeah it's a huge part of what we do we've always directed our own videos um we like the idea of having a thread that kind of ties everything together because it's mm all the same vision um a lot of the time you know music videos are uh, a, a whole new beast to kind of tackle yes. and i think some bands enjoy the process and then there's other bands that don't enjoy the process as much they don't they're like i i play guitar i'm not really big into like you know this whole like in front of the camera thing and yeah. i understand that but i've definitely grown up as a child of the internet and you know youtube feels like i've grown up with it so the visual aspect of everything has always been to me like it kind of always needs to go with the music and when i think of songs i think of the visuals as well it all kind of comes together awesome. and i want people when they're listening to a song to kind of see where i'm coming from in a way and i think that that's what the visual element can do is kind of put someone in a mindset of like where i am when i'm writing the song you yeah. know or where what how i'm feeling what kind of colors and vibes are making me kind of feel uh express myself and mm. um but yeah it's something that we've we've taken a lot of thought and time in to kind of build our diy uh skills mm. and ever since we started as a band we had no idea how far we, this band would go how if we'd have any budgets to do these these types of things so we were kind of always in the mindset of Let's figure out how to do this ourselves and save as much money and save as, uh, you know, cut as many corners as we can, because yeah. you never know what's going to happen in the future. And to me, to be able to like survive as a band, some of these skills are super have helped us and been super yeah. important us to be able to keep going and to keep having content. And, you know, the pandemic has given a perfect example of that is there's so many uh, bands that aren't able to do videos because they can't be in the same city with yep. their bandmates or they can't hire a crew or whatever the obstacles are but it's nice having the fact that we're like oh yeah we could figure something out you know yeah because we can do it ourselves yeah no that's awesome that's exactly what i was gonna say i mean with the with the lockdown world lockdown and everything i've spoken to a few bands that don't have or they they are based in different countries which normally wouldn't yeah. be a problem you know they could fly various european countries you can kind of fly in cheaply to one area 
<clears throat> and then you know rehearse go out on tour everything like that um but then you know now a lot of people have adapted to things like this like zoom doing zoom performances yeah. um and and things like that which is you know it's it's fine it's fun and i've loved watching some of the live streams that some of these bands have done um and but like with the fact that you, you can you can produce still produce your own music videos i mean that's huge you know and and you have the know-how to do it as well where you know, if anyone's just picking up a computer, you know, the first time and they're trying to figure out, I don't know, iMovie or Final Cut or, or you know, any yeah. of the other sort of video software, um, it, you know, it's a learning curve, and and it's 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 some of them they're like like you say, I'm the guitarist, I'm like, no. yeah. <laughs> I play the guitar, <laughs> um, and yeah. you know, and, and they don't want to learn that, you know, they continue learning to play guitar, but they'll like learning like during this lockdown i learned how to use obs for instance for live streaming purposes um and that's been that's been my thing because i've been doing dj live sets and stuff online so it's just kind of you know trying to adapt to that that side of it and i was trying to put my head into like what kind of mindset like you bands are in during this time because like i said i was in a band many many years ago and we didn't have to deal with anything like this um, and it's just sort of like learning to adapt and kind of find find what what works for you and like with the promotional side of things with this time round for you guys what you know obviously i know you keep your sort of social media content uh rolling on that front which is great um oh yeah but, but how have you kind of like what what things have you learned this time round with the promotion side because obviously you can't go out and play shows you know which is a huge mm-hmm. part of promotion uh, for any band um, oh yeah but what have you guys kind of like learned or what have you kind of really sort of like knuckled down on or was there something that you weren't you know um aware of before this happened that you know works really well to promote if you will yeah well we've been doing a lot of we haven't actually went for it and done a live concert yet we haven't braved that uh we've been a bit nervous <laughs> because so much of our show is so integrated with crowds and getting in the crowd and it kind of breaks my heart to think we'd have to go to a venue where there's nobody in front of you and you're trying to perform so I haven't got up the guts to do that even though we've had some requests we've done some more acoustic stuff though we've done I've learned the piano I got back into that I used to play when I was uh, a teenager and this Christmas Matt got me an old antique piano, so I've been learning our songs piano style. There's some video on YouTube if people want to check that out, like No Surrender Piano Style. Nice. And uh, we've also been doing like a lot of just live stream chats with our with our fans. So okay. on th- certain holidays, we'll do like a theme or every single release we've been going on and just chatting with our fans. And to me, that's been a really great outlet uh, to just kind of keep everybody up to date with like where we're at, where they're at, get kind of a temperature for how people are feeling um, and just keep relating to those people. I mean, one of my main pieces of advice that I always give bands when they're trying to build fan bases or when anybody asks me like, you know, what do I do next? You know, I want to mm-hmm. start this band is I always just, Make, make sure that they think about their fans as like relationships. Like you yeah. want to make relationships fan by fan. And too, too many times, sometimes I think people focus like on the numbers, like how many, how many numbers are going up on my socials or my YouTube video. And I think remembering at the end of the day, the important part is actually having relationships with those people that are behind the numbers. So making those people feel close, making them feel involved, um, listening to them. I know some artists and I do have my self-indulgent moments where I'm like, you know, I can't care what anyone thinks, but (laughs) I do care what our fans think. And I do kind of like when they weigh in and, and tell me what stuff, Oh, that really inspired me. I like when you did that and they can bring me as much inspiration sometimes as I can bring them. So as much as you can keep that back and forth exchange happening, because we don't get that in the live shows these days, is trying to create a little bit more of that dialogue yeah. with our fan base. So whether that's commenting back and forth, um, we're very uh, on our socials. So some people think we're a little bit too much. You know, we <laughs> comment back to almost everybody. We try to yeah. that comments and we're always like seeking out like, okay, where are people talking about us? Let's get in those message boards. Let's be part of the conversations. 
which is another whole thing that has been very interesting releasing music, especially through Napalm yeah. is the reaction that we've gotten because now we are being exposed to an audience that, you know, isn't our tight little fan base and everyone is just yeah. exchanging great vibes. You know, now we're getting some of those, like we're casting a bigger net. So we're getting people that are starting to throw like some crappy vibes in the situation and how our fans deal with that and how we kind of respond to that has been yeah. kind of interesting over the last few months while we've released these new singles. But it's kind of cool to notice that we're a bit of a polarizing band and some people love us and some people hate us, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the reaction is the important thing. If, if no one was saying, well, if anyone was saying nothing, then that's worse because it's like, well, what, what, what's going on? Um, but if they love or hate, I mean, I was going to ask you like the the sort of like signing to Napalm because it is, I mean, predominantly it's it's sort of like a sort of more metal label or it has been in the past. Yeah. Um, but they do have some absolutely like they've been signing obviously bands like yourself. Um, they've been really branching out and 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 supporting the whole kind of rock scene. I mean, I get. I've I've been actually quite fortunate having a lot of their roster on my show, um, just through obviously cool. the promotion and people like that I know, and and like I mentioned before, Tetrarch, um, they were kind of my shout for 2021. Um, absolutely love that it's band, so cool. and they've got they've got an album due out as well. Not supposed to be promoting them, but I'm promoting mm -hmm. you guys. Um, <laughs> um, but obviously, um, like I mean, they had Skin Dread for a bit, which uh, were friends of mine as well. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, they're no longer on Napalm. Um, so they're on they're on another label now. Um, but you know, just just over this like year, like getting to know this label, I've had like a lot of their sort of German bands on as well, like uh, Fire Schwans and things like that, and and that's like more sort of like folk. What do they call it? cosplay metal if that makes sense um interesting yeah they're kind of like role-playing like they're they're very much decked out in 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 old like medieval attire and things like that but they did an absolutely <laughs> fantastic cover of the um the the hobbit song um the one that ed sheeran wrote icy fire um Oh, okay. And it's oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> if you like that sort of stuff, <laughs> um, but no, no, just like the diversity on that label is fantastic, and and obviously, like I say, it's casting a bigger net for you now, and 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 how how obviously you kind of gone. How does it feel on that front of having that kind of like polarizing effect on it? But what was the sort of like, um, yeah, you know, when when like Napalm come for you? What 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 was that like? Yeah, so we actually had uh, a little bit of of Napalm interest way back in 2017. Mm. Uh, one of the representatives happened to catch a show, and uh, she went back and like kind of said, "Hey guys, you should watch this band, see you know what they they get up to." And uh, time passed. We ended up uh, working our management is uh, with Oracle Management, Des Fafara and his wife Anastasia. Yeah. And Des is a uh, singer of the band Devil Driver, and they're on Napalm Records. Yeah. And then we had the amazing opportunity to tour with Ginger, another Napalm Records band. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> when that started coming together, and we had like the executives coming to the Ginger shows and catching us play, I think it was a little bit of an eye opener because I think they realized. Um, you know, that we could kind of hold our own with a band as fierce and, you know, heavy as Ginger and uh, saw the response of the crowd really kind of uh, still be open to our more kind of brand of rock and roll. Yeah. And I think when they saw that happen, they're like, okay, I think this band could reach, you know, a good audience for for our label and um kind of had that crossover right from the the some of those heavy metal fans can understand what we're doing but we're also trying to bring in people that maybe maybe never have listened to heavy music before and they're yeah. just getting started into kind of this world and i kind of like being the bridge between you know all these different genres and letting people kind of feel welcome that they can be part of this and i think that's one of the things when we talk about the response that has been a little bit disheartening is feeling like there's some type of like gatekeeping or the fact that <laughs> some people don't want that bridge to be built they just no. want to be like you're either in this group or you're in that group and they just like you know shun anything that's actually on the border or trying to kind of like cross those boundaries and it's kind of interesting because it's pushing some people's buttons and i don't even know why but you know <laughs> sometimes i'll just po i'll just post a video of myself and then i'll just start hearing people like you know what are you doing why are you doing this on napalm and all this stuff and i think it's great what napalm's doing yeah you know music isn't meant to be just like one thing it's meant to open people up and it's meant to um you know 
for me, help people discover more down each rabbit hole that they Mm. get down into. And I can't tell you how many times that I've started liking a band and then you kind of see what their influences are and you start kind of just like following the clues on YouTube or getting referred to something else. And then you end up stumbling on a band you've never heard of before that you end up falling in love with. So that to me is what music discovery is all about and what I love about the scene. So um, it's kind of interesting that so, so so many people feel like it's almost like it, that we're kind of like the outsiders on yeah. Napalm, which in a way I think that they do have so many different diverse artists that I don't feel like we're outsiders, but it's, it's kind of, to me, something that needs to happen in heavy music genre is we need to make it more inclusive that anyone can be part of the scene and feel like they can, you know, listen to whatever they want and they're not going to be judged for that. They're going to be welcomed. So that's something that we bring as a band, try to bring to every show and everything that we do is, is like you said, make it a party, make it feel welcome, positive, um, and, uh, yeah, bring, bring a little light and color yes. to sometimes what could be a dark genre. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I mean, back when I was younger, the, the, the bridge band, uh, that didn't get me into metal, but got, it was like the generation after my kind of like teenage years. And we're talking like Lincoln Park first album, Papa Roach first album. When I was young, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, these ba- they're awful bad, you know? I was too cool mm-hmm. for school at that point. I was like twenty something <laughs> years old, um, and 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 like being on that side, and 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 then realizing like now, well, I mean, it didn't take me till now to realize that how big a band that they are, and and what they've done for the industry, and what they've done for a lot of people. But the amount of like musicians I've spoken to, and Hybrid Theory is that crossover album for them, that bridge for them into heavy music. Um, and yeah. you know, going back to that time, we you know the new metal phase of of music. It was there were a lot of bands out there that then they discovered. So from Lincoln Park, it was Limp Bizkit because they had the huge hit with Chocolate Starfish and um, Papa Roach with um, yeah. Last Resort and stuff like that. And those were huge songs, like when metal for metal side of things at that era as well. And they were they were the bands that yeah. people and that that got them into the heavy music. And when I was younger, it was you know iron maiden <laughs> guns and roses aging myself yeah. um <laughs> those were the bands that i heard <laughs> like the first band like heavy band i really heard was motorhead and that was because a tv show yeah. here had them on like a sitcom used to have like a musical act come in and um and and they played like they played ace of spades and was, i was like four five six years old um and uh it was a show called the young ones if you want to go back and watch it Data. <laughs> but um typical british comedy at that at that point but you know it was just sort of like that that was the sort of like moment for me you know and then then i kind of mm-hmm. like you know my 20s but i didn't go on message boards and slag people off because they weren't really a thing at that point but it, i probably would have <laughs> like knowing the kind of person i was right. then. But, yeah. but since then like getting to appreciate these bands like like lincoln park and and not just because like obviously you know the tragedy that's kind of surrounding them like before that like because i'm a club dj those songs they fill the dance floor it's what people want to hear yeah you know and and yeah you know and i'm hoping that for you guys like for for this generation coming through i mean i've got three girls of my own and and Mm -hmm. you know they're into varying types of music right now they're on a sort of like k-pop kick um which is fine to a certain degree yeah <laughs> um, but they do have they... i recently had a k-pop experience i could tell you about too okay cool i'll i'll, I'll, I'll go on to that in a minute yes um yeah. but no i mean they're into various like i've got a 17 year old a 13 year old and an 11 year old so varying types of music the the k-pop seems to be yeah. a unified thing for them but the older one loves foo fighters things like that as well um right and i've got them into you guys i've got them into like uh, a lot of like i'm gonna say female fronted bands um but only purely because a lot of the music i listen to is male predominantly male and i want to show them that, mm-hmm. that the women can do this too so it's you guys it's arch enemy it's ginger it's um nightwish epica you know all the different sort of varying mm-hmm. styles and 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 they absolutely they they love your music they love bystander in particular that's awesome i catch the little one singing along to it so um um, um, love it but yeah tell tell us about the k-pop side of things because that's a quite an interesting thing i mean at the moment so it's funny how yeah i i really hadn't never experienced it as as much before but most recently one of my older songs got covered by a k-pop 
a young 17-year-old K-pop star. Uh, Her name's Yujin, and uh, she did a cover, and I just never saw my Instagram blow up the way (laughs) it did until I had a K-pop reference and somebody had covered my song. And it was crazy how many, like, K-pop fans were just so happy that I just gave her, you know, one little shout out to say like, Oh, cool. She's covered my song or whatever from back in the day. And it was just like, Whoa, this is the type of fandom that, you know, I feel like we need to bring back into these other genres where they're just going so crazy. They just love it so much. And, um, it kind of, uh, it kind of excite me in a way, just how, um, how caring and considerate they were to just say, they were so protective over their artists to yes. just be like, oh man, like thank you for helping our favorite artist get the word out. She would really appreciate this. And I think that that was kind of an eye opener for me because I've always heard about how powerful these K-pop fans are, but yes. <laughs> I never really experienced it firsthand. So that was kind of crazy. But, you know, speaking about your daughters and how cool it is that they're, you know, starting to expand their musical taste. I mean, they're in the exact age that, you know, those those kind of different things have a huge impact mm. on the music that influences them for the rest of their life. I mean, I remember all the music that I heard when I was in my early teen years was like, you know, some of the stuff that stuck with me. And now when I hear it, it's, it's always brings back those memories of those times in my life. So it's, it's really fun, I think, to be that age and watch, uh, you know, young young girls kind of develop their new tastes and where they're going to go. And, and that's always been really important to me too, as far as like showing at least a little bit of clearing somewhat of a path in a way for, for more females to get into the genre and feel uh, comfortable and welcomed. And, you know, I think a lot of people fear that getting into heavy music kind of means that you need to kind of act super aggressive and Mm. super heavy at all times and be like so tough all the time to like prove that you can like hang with like the dudes and to me I feel like bringing a feminine energy that is you know a little bit more on the colorful kind of bright uh you know, I guess cheerful side Mm. is something that almost a lot of people feels clashes with the idea of like metal and heavy music. And I kind of like that juxtaposition. I really love, you know, I grew up a lot of the time in my old uh, career going to Japan a lot and uh, the Japanese culture of kind of like this kawaii cute uh, meets uh, heavy and one of my favorite all-time uh, um, what they call like I guess it's art it's like a Hello Kitty character but it's yeah. called Gloomy which is a pink bear that eats children <laughs> but all the pictures of it just depict this really cute pink bear with just like blood dripping from its mouth and its yeah. hands around like this little boy's neck and I always loved it and then the actual uh, artist actually came to one of my shows back in the day and like hooked me up with all this cool gloomy stuff. And I was like, so into it. And I always loved that kind of like, it's super cute, but it had this like dark undertone under it. Mm. And so I've always been about that kind of like mashup of, you know, bringing like a super big smile and, you know, happy cheerleader vibe. But then I just get on stage and scream my head off. You know, I love those juxtapositions of wearing like a super girly outfit skirt, but then like, you know, jumping around the stage and crowd surfing like a maniac. So to me, it's about all bringing all it all in all those different things yeah. that influence me and just kind of like letting it all explode like a, a rainbow. So if I can make it feel like more young girls and women can possibly feel more welcome and represented in, in some way, that's, you know that's awesome i Excellent. i totally encourage that no i love i love that i mean that's the thing with with my girl that's the one thing of my girls i want to sort of let them know that this is this can be for them as well you know if, if they want to get into that sort of side of it they don't have yeah. to be doom and gloom they don't have to be i think they they use the term emo um <laughs> that's their term for yeah. that. But it's it, you know and yeah. it, it's something because i've been in the industry i'm doing the sort of journalistic side now and and getting to speak to you guys is like is, is fantastic and i'm trying to sort of like you know help with the 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 breaking down of those walls to a certain degree uh or glass ceilings or yeah. whatever it is on that front just purely to give you know let people just 
tell people to give people a chance you know and and it's okay to like certain things you don't have to be you know obviously everyone has to grow in their own way i don't like telling people what to do but mm-hmm. <laughs> um like if i go back to myself in my <laughs> early 20s then you know being too cool for school and being very kind of like this is my music very closed minded into that sort of area um and i'm much happier opening it up to everything so it's just sort of like showing that you know it might it might work for you as well so yeah <laughs> for those listening um but got, exactly i've got a couple of questions left for you if that's all right and i'll let you get on with the rest of your your day um yeah uh what i want to know is um this is more about yourself and and your sort of musical tastes and stuff but normally i would ask for your sort of like three sort of top albums or three most pivotal albums but what i'm I'm changing up this question because i've asked it almost 200 times now so um what i want to ask is, is what are your like if you could like your three sort of albums that are more honorable mentions so you can have your sort of like top 10 albums which you know you probably know by heart um but what are your sort of like three like notable ones as in like you know honorable mentions so they're outside the 10 but they're huh. still important huh that's a good question um so much music out there that's influenced me and over the years and it's funny because to me i feel like it always changes i think my top 10 is always shifting around a lot okay. whereas i think some people have the they're like go-tos that they know every single time but for me i feel like it's always kind of popping in and out but um this the records that i've listened to that i think front to back that i feel like maybe haven't made it into like classic albums uh status um one of them comes to mind first is uh the weird and wonderful by uh marmosets and they uh i think are super talented i'm not sure what they're up to right now but i loved that record front to back and i felt like it was really kind of cool to see um you know all these family members which i think there's three three family members in one family and two in the other and then they combined and made a band together and uh, i just thought it was kind of cool to see them all kind of just grow from being i think they started like super super young like Mm. they're all in their teens and um and just like kick some some butt and i saw them perform there uh at download festival and just kind of watching them for a bit and i really enjoyed that record so i would say that's on the list um i also have been really enjoying recently the artist grandson uh who's a little bit more on like the kind of uh does like rap but it's very heavy mixed with like electronic kind of like part it has that party vibe i think but he's very political and solo artist he's canadian and american i think he's uh dual citizen and uh just kind of brings to me like a cool another bridge bridge artist that i feel can take people who may not listen to heavy music starting to like those heavier tones put Mm -hmm. into their music and uh he just released a record called uh, death of the optimist or of an optimist and um and i suggest people go check that out and the other thing that would be on my list if i had to round it off with the third i've been listening this is a little bit of a throwback but i've been listening a lot in quarantine to vinyl um i've been going through my dad's old vinyl collection and my boyfriend's uh uh, old collection from his family and just finding like all these kind of older gems and i'm really into genesis and i just listened to the duke record that's like super progressive and rock and i just i always think of phil collins as like the guy from that did like the tarzan soundtrack because i grew up you know with that kind of generation of disney movies that i um kind of thought it was cool to hear more of like the rock rock side um so that record's really strong and i've been it's been a go-to whenever i have my vinyl player spinning to put that one on and it reminds me of my dad uh playing me some stuff that i don't think i understood when i was a child but now i'm starting to like realize all this stuff he was showing me is is actually kind of sinking in more and i'm enjoying it a lot more now that i'm older yeah no i'm in exactly the same boat when i mean i'm being a dj classic kind of vinyl dj behind me like under here uh the turntables for instance um (laughs) um, um, but (laughs) no i mean i love that old sort of like prog uh prog rock uh old side of things i've had been quite fortunate to have a couple of like guys from genesis guys from yes 
um and and kansas and stuff like that on the show and and like going picking their brain because cool. that, those were my like dad's favorite bands um like with you i i, I got his record collection and and yeah. i go through it regularly and it's like there's stuff in there that you know you don't realize you know was that either either that heavy or that that kind of like like it had that vibe to it that that you kind of didn't you think because sometimes you think old music kind of has you know a certain sound to it but Mm -hmm. especially with vinyl as well vinyl just adds a layer of sound to everything i think and it's just i'm very passionate about i could go on ages about them but i won't (laughs) um um, but that's awesome i mean those those albums are there marmosets i love the marmosets i've been recently getting back into them um i just picked up their 2019 album um can't remember what it's called brain's gone um but yeah no recently they're great album great band great yeah. band on that front again i don't know what they're up to at the moment but hopefully something yeah. will come out soon um yeah i'm gonna check out grandson um yeah. that sounds right up my street on that front um i'm gonna check that out definitely and uh yeah i've been checking out genesis and stuff so i'll, I'll continue yeah. that. that's awesome um so uh my last question for you uh sky if um if that's all good i um what i want to know are what are your hobbies away from sumo psycho so when you're not i mean you do everything for you writing songs uh, <laughs> producing songs producing videos um what kind of stuff do you do to kind of like you know unwind or you know if you need to sort of like just this like disappear from it is there anything else you sort of get up to yeah so i guess like my number one wind down is is hanging out with my dog so nice. um she's awesome and she's been loving us being home and not touring as much she normally stays with our neighbors when we, we go on the road so i think she's been like at my hip for the last year she's on my at my feet right now she won't leave me but that's uh what i spend like my downtime just chilling with her going to the park going for walks all that kind of stuff but i've also I learned a few new hobbies in quarantine. <laughs> I I decided I was going to start mold making and okay. uh, like carving in like clay. Yeah. And I made a few new props, kind of like, uh, what do they call it? When you, when you kind of, uh, it's like production of props, I guess. It's kind of like a yeah. thing when I'm, I'm using resins and different mold making materials uh-huh. and carving different things. And I, I uh, have a 3D printer as well that I've been experimenting nice. with. So anything in that, oh, fabrication was the word I was looking go. for. Yeah, fabric, <laughs> fabricating different uh, types of um, just things that could either be in music videos, jewelry, objects. I just really kind of like the idea of taking things into my own hands, as you probably know, with what I've talked about with music and video. So if there's anything that I feel like I want to create, whether it's, you know, like I said, jewelry or a prop, I always, my head always goes to how would I do that from scratch myself versus who am I going to hire to do this? I always try to think about if I could learn a new skill and make it happen. So I recently, like when uh, the quarantine started, I made these little molds of our our character called the Terranaut, which is like our skull character that has these spiral eyes. And I made a mold of it and then started uh, making candles that I would sell on my site that were in the shape of of our our Terranaut character. So that was a really fun project that I didn't even think I would ever do. But, you know, you you wound up with some time on your hands and you thought, what could I do that would be kind of cool? Now that all my fans are sitting at home as well, I was like, I'll make a home collection of things that'll make your home all vibey. So I made pillowcases and candles and sweatpants and anything I thought people would want while they're chilling at home. Yeah. (laughs) that's amazing that's amazing i mean you, you you've certainly made the most of the time that you've had <laughs> and i've got to agree with the having a, like um obviously I've, i have a dog as well um and yeah. and us being home has been uh, you can tell like she's absolutely loving it um yeah. <laughs> she is constantly like either she's like sat with me she's not right now at the moment she's in the house but um normally she's out here with me when i'm doing these things and she's just sort of attached to my leg you know or laying yeah. down on my feet keeping my feet warm um but yeah no that's that's absolutely brilliant and and yeah just sort of like you know go, being creative with everything and like and and i love that sort of mindset of like you know rather than who can i get to do this how can how can i yeah. do this and that and that's something that i kind of do as well it's like how i learned mm-hmm. to sort of like you know with this obs thing and live streaming is like you know i could i you know i could ask 
or go you know pay someone or whatever to kind of like you mm-hmm. know or buy all this equipment um and then just go bang straight onto it but i've i've gradually built up stuff i've i've put together stuff of my own um and it's all very kind of like you know if if you were to sort of like from the from this angle it looks all right but from that angle over there it's just a mess <laughs> of cables um <laughs> yeah. i don't even want to pan my computer around because it's the same same deal we have yeah. boxes of merchandise and all these different things all around <laughs> yeah and it's absolutely crazy but it's it's something that you know it's always something that i always go like how can i do this how how is this yeah. possible how what do i need to actually achieve this and you know yeah it's it's a great mindset to have especially like like during right now, I mean, not everyone's got that kind of like mental sort of fortitude to do it, but it's mm-hmm. still something that it's it's a great mindset to have because it's it's kind of it can get you out of many binds. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, I mean, I think that it's great even if you don't completely learn how to do it yourself. Is even having an understanding mm. of a little bit more about it because I think as as an artist, I, al- I also consider myself an entrepreneur because I've been able to do music since I've, I've never had a, a job other than music and video. Those have been my, my creative passions. And yeah. um, I've always kind of looked to ways of like, how do I support myself in my life? Because uh, I want to do this full time. So the money making to me has never really been uh important it's more of like how do i make enough that i can continue to do what i love every day and so for me it's all about kind of figuring out how the business works in different aspects how things kind of come together what makes things turn and work and you know i've i've really taken on the task too about running a lot of our merch store and being a lot of like i create a lot of custom items for our fans like do custom jean vests for them or jewelry and hand stamp everything with lyrics and to me it also brings like a lot of meaning too to everything because not only are they you know buying something to support our our music and our project but it's it's a little piece of me that i'm saying thank you you know thank you for supporting us thank you for being part of our family because this is literally supporting the music that you love um and so i've always been in that mindset of of trying to think smart so that i can continue to do this continue to make music no matter what bumps we run into including a major worldwide pandemic yes it's 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 to me just another thing to kind of look at how do i like you said adapt and actually kind of maybe have fun and learn something if i can out of it um like how to make candles yeah. <laughs> like who would yeah. know i would never learn how to do that in other situations so you know i'm trying my best over here to to do what i can to survive and keep keep that optimistic outlook awesome awesome well sky thank you very much i really appreciate thank you your very time much. and everything good luck with the album initiation out may thank 7th you. everybody Woo! um go listen to it stream it buy it do what you do with it just don't steal it um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no um or thank you thank you so much um it was a great chat with you today